0: Uh, We're halfway through our series entitled Flipped. Uh, We're working through the greatest sermon ever preached, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And uh, basically what we've seen so far, and we're going to see in the weeks to come, uh, Jesus is giving us the basics of following him. Kind of Jesus 101. Uh, We're living in a broken, fallen system A fallen, sinful world. And Jesus is saying here, I want to flip your perspectives. I want to flip upside down your expectations, your habits, your hearts. So uh, Jesus wants to flip our normal way of seeing life and begin to view life as followers of Jesus' kingdom here on earth. So uh, that's where we've been. Today, Jesus is going to flip upside down. Our way of viewing money. Money. And uh, again, it's interesting. The Bible has a lot to say about the subject of prayer. John, 500 verses uh, about on the subject of prayer in the Bible. A little less than 500 verses in the Bible on the subject of faith. But over 2,000 verses in the Bible on money. And possessions. Isn't that interesting? Over 2,000. 16 of the 38 parables speak of money and things. One in 10 verses in the Gospels speak of money and possessions. But what's interesting, I think, uh, with all those verses in the Bible about money, did you know that Jesus never asked for money from anyone? Isn't that interesting? All those verses, but Jesus never asks for money. Um, So Jesus, why do you talk so much about money if you never asked for money? What's that all about? Well, here's the truth. Give me your eyes. Jesus does want something from us, but it's not our money. It's our hearts. That's what he does clearly ask us for. Because the greatest danger for people living in the USA, 2022, it's not secular humanism or communism or socialism. The greatest danger for us today, it's not Marxism or New Age thinking. It's not progressive socialism or racism or sexism. Uh, It's not Mormonism. It's not Islam. It's, It's not even satanic influence. Are you ready? The greatest danger for you and I living in the wealthiest country at the zenith of our wealth. Our greatest danger in life by far is materialism, (laughs) it's abundance. We, We have so much at our disposal, okay? And there's a desire within us, if we're not careful, to chase after more and more. And more stuff. Just got to have the latest version of the iPhone because, you know, my my phone's two years old. Or I got to have the best new iPad or I need a new snowmobile because mine's five years old. I, I got to have a new truck or I just won't be content. I need a faster PC. I, I need the latest gaming console because uh, mine's too slow. I need the best golf clubs. That's for me. Uh, I need an update to my wardrobe. I need the best gun. I need the biggest TV. And it goes on and on. I got to have, or I just won't be content. Jesus knows that if we're allowing money and stuff to drive our decisions, you ready? He doesn't have our hearts. That's what he knows. Jesus doesn't want our money. We'll say it stronger. Jesus doesn't need our money. Jesus wants our hearts. That's what he cares about. It really is. Because where our treasure is fixed, our hearts will be focused. Would you say that with me? Where our treasure is fixed, our hearts will be focused. Locate with me in your Bible on your phone. Matthew chapter 6. Uh, He's going to flip upside down our normal thinking about money. If you're able, would you stand with me? We're going to read out loud verses 19 to 24. Jesus on money. Here we go. This is God's word. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, How deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Let's pray. Lord, thank you uh, for not skipping some subjects. Thank you, Lord, for telling us clearly, bluntly, exactly what you think about money and our stuff. So thank you for instruction. Uh, Thank you for Matthew writing it down exactly as you intended. And Lord, thank you for preserving it for us down through the centuries. So would you help us today to take your book and apply it to our lives because the truth is, Lord, uh, we're under pressure. We we at times are under pressure, and our old sinful nature is prone to chase after earthly treasure. That's just the truth. So, Lord, uh, would you help us instead to learn today how to chase after treasures that last, treasures that make a difference for eternity? So, Lord, would you would you help us today? Take your book. We're listening. Show us how that applies to our individual lives. Show us, Lord, how it applies to us as a church family. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one unified voice. That was awful. You're down an hour, I understand. So shut your eyes, it'll feel good. Okay, Lord... Help us to be more awake than we would be normally. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one wide-eyed voice. "Mm." Nice job. You can be seated. Okay. Now you're ready. Jesus is going to give us three things to focus on. Three things that living in the richest nation at the richest time in all of history, what we need to pay attention to. Okay, tells us where to focus our hearts, verses 19 to 21. Uh, Tells us where to focus our eyes, verses 22 and 23. Tells us where to focus our devotion, verse 25. Go back to verse 19 in your Bibles. Put it up here, up on uh, the screen as well. Don't store up treasures here on earth. Where moths and eat them and rust destroys them, where thieves break in and steal, store treasures in heaven. Where moth and rust cannot destroy, thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. First thing, it's a command, not a suggestion. Sometimes that's so basic, we miss it. But he says, command... Don't store up for yourselves treasure on earth. Okay? Two treasures in life earthly treasure, heavenly treasure. Okay? And there's nothing in between. We're always trying to find the fence, but he says, no, no. Uh, you're either going to value and cherish one above the other, or, or you're going to go one way. And whatever is the priority, whatever it is you're cherishing, your hearts follow. Make sense? So so wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. Go back to the text, verse 19. He tells us earthly treasures are temporary. They get lost. They lose value. They get stolen. Okay, so everything here on earth, it's temporary. Um, And we know that in Jesus' day, they didn't have debit cards. They didn't have bank and savings accounts. They didn't have IRAs. They only had actual stuff. You know that, right? So their precious metals, their silver, their gold, would tarnish. Um, their nice robes, he says, is going to, they're prone to get eaten by moths. Uh, their sheep could be devoured by a wolf or fall off a cliff. Uh, your fields can burn. Or it could be a bad year and there's no rain. Um, Your shekels that you work so hard for, Henry, somebody can come along and steal your shekels. The same thing is true today, okay? Our retirement accounts, in one day, you can watch a third of it go away. What happened? Not exactly sure. It was up. Now it's down. It's a bear market. Our wallets and our purses can get stolen. Our bank accounts can get hacked. Anybody had that happen? Uh, laptops can have coffee spilled on them. Amen. Thousand-dollar uh, cell phones can be dropped and broken and shattered. Here's the point: stuff on earth is temporary. It's fragile. It doesn't last. Just doesn't last. Okay? But instead, he says, stack up your treasures instead of here on earth. What does he say? Stack up your treasures in heaven. That, that's what he's encouraging. Stack your treasures in heaven because treasure in heaven does not rust, is not spoil, it can't be stolen, uh, it's not affected by wars or gas prices. Treasure in heaven. Did you know that? <laughs> the treasure in heaven, safely guarded by the king of the universe, the lion of the tribe of Judah. In other words, give me your eyes. Jesus Christ himself says, I am the guarantor of whatever you store away in the bank of heaven. Okay? That's my bank. You're, you're storing away treasure for my kingdom, and I'll make sure it's safe. That's what Jesus is saying here. So, um, go back. He says, store your treasures in heaven. What is that? What, what, what is exactly treasure in heaven? How do we make deposits into the bank of King Jesus? Okay, let me give you some things. Anything we can't take beyond the grave. Okay, Any, anything that we can take beyond the grave, excuse me, that's heavenly treasure stuff. Teaching and sharing and memorizing God's Word, the Bible, that lasts, okay? Teaching, instructing our children and our grandchildren, that lasts. Uh, The fruit of our giving and praying and fasting in Jesus' name, we looked at that last week. That's stuff to last. Actions done when I'm filled and the power of Jesus is alive and working in me, anything you do when the Holy Spirit's in control of your life, that's stuff that lasts. Making disciples, helping other people to grow, mature in Christ, that's stuff that lasts. Bank of heaven. Souls won for Christ. Watering, uh, weeding, planting, harvesting, anything in that process That's stuff that lasts. Joining Jesus and helping him advance his church and his kingdom, that's banking in the treasure of heaven. Um, Obedience to Jesus and his word, giving of our time, our talent, our treasure to King Jesus, that's stuff that lasts, that's going to make a difference, that will stand the test of time. Go back to verse 21. Wherever your treasure is, There the desires of your heart will also be. Jesus doesn't want. Jesus doesn't need our money. Do you understand that? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, Jose. Think about it. Everything on earth, everything of value, every goat, every cattle, all the sheep, he owns them all. Matter of fact, Jesus spoke the billions of galaxies, each containing billions of stars. Guess who spoke those into place? Say it, Jesus, you know? So, Jesus isn't broke. Jesus doesn't need our stuff, do you understand? If he needs 100,000 tons of diamonds, he could speak more stuff into existence. Matter of fact, new heaven, new earth, guess what the pavement's made of? Any guesses? Solid gold. So, I'll say it again. Jesus doesn't want or need our stuff. Jesus wants our hearts. That's what he's interested in. But he knows if he doesn't have our stuff, he doesn't have our hearts. That's what he's saying. Because where our treasure is fixed... Our hearts will be focused. First, put your focus on your heart. Okay? Tells us what, what we treasure. Secondly, he says, focus your eyes. Tells us where to focus our eyes. Uh, what lens should we be looking at the world through? Verse 22, read along with me. Your, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actual darkness, how deep that darkness is. <laughs> and when I first read that, I get, what in the world are you talking about, Jesus? Uh, how can our bodies be filled with both light and darkness? So, Let's break this down a bit. Jesus is using eyes in a similar fashion that he uses hearts back in verse 21, okay? So, it's it's a similar comparison. In Jesus' day, eyes and hearts closely connected. The word healthy means singleness of purpose, undivided loyalty, okay? So, if you have a healthy eye, it means that your life is is squarely focused on jesus undivided loyalty to jesus christ if you have healthy eyes an unhealthy eye (laughs) means a, a life filled with envy filled with chasing after stuff Envy is a desire. I gotta, I don't have this yet, but I'm chasing after. It's divided. It's a heart that's chasing after. An unhealthy eye refers to eyes that are focused on getting earthly treasure. Make sense? We're yearning. I'm chasing after. i got to have this shiny toy. i got to have this, this new greatest, latest version of this thing, this, this shiny thing. We start measuring our lives based on how much stuff we have. Look, look at the size of my boat. Look at, look at how big my bank account is. Look at all the earthly treasure that I've accumulated. Our envious eyes get clouded and go dark. That, that's what he's saying here. We use our eyes to look at the world around us. If you have a healthy relationship with Jesus then you're going to see the light of Jesus with all the things around you, including your stuff. Uh, and, and if you got bad eyes, you're going to look and you're going to see money and stuff, and, and it's going to mess you up. Do you understand? Your eyes, healthy eyes, undivided towards Jesus. Dark eyes, man, got to have more stuff. If my walk with Jesus is bad, if I'm not a follower of Jesus, then you see life in a completely different way. Okay? So, here's the truth. How I view life and the stuff in my life tells me how my life is going. Am I seeing the light of Christ or am I wandering around in darkness, accumulating money, chasing after possessions, but over time... It starts to consume us. It, it, it over, it's where I'm, I've got to have it. And, and pretty soon, your life and your eyes are dark. Now, Jesus is telling us all of us are in one state or another. Okay, Either your eyes today are good or your eyes today are bad. You're either chasing after treasure in heaven, or you're chasing after treasure on earth. You're either serving God, or you're chasing after material things. Now here's the truth. No fence riding. No middle ground. Because most of the time, well, I think I can do both. I, I think I can chase after stuff and serve the Lord at the same time. But I just want you to see, no you can't. No you can't. Uh, you're either going to go one direction or the other, okay? Jesus doesn't want or need our money. Jesus wants our what? Where our treasure is fixed, our hearts will be focused. Okay? Quick review. Jesus tells us, put your focus on your heart. Tells us what we treasure. Uh, Tells us where to focus our eyes. Tells us what lens we see the world in. And finally, tells us where to focus our devotion. Okay? Tells us who our master is. Verse 24 No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Okay? <laughs> now, Most of the people listening would have been very familiar with what Jesus is saying here. Because the majority of people, biblical times, were slaves. Does that mean that Jesus is endorsing slavery? No, not at all. But he is speaking to them in the reality that they lived in. Okay? Slavery was wrong and sin. But it was the reality they lived in. So they would have understood instantly what Jesus is talking about here. He says, um, if you are a slave, you are subject to your master. Obedience is not optional. If you're a slave, it's not like, oh, I don't think today's Sunday. I don't think I'm going to listen today. Obey what the master said or face the consequences. And you understand, getting fired was not one of the options, right? So you will obey right away, or there's going to be bad consequences. Jesus identifies, look at verse 24, two possible masters that we can serve. We can serve God as our master, or we can serve money as our master. Money, mammon, is literally all of our possessions, okay? So think about all of your stuff, okay? John, go in the garage, think of all the stuff there, all around the house. If you have a storage shed, Myron, all of your stuff. That's your mammon. That's literally all of your possessions, okay? Um, Jesus doesn't say it's really difficult to serve both God and and mammon, and your money. It's not hard to serve them both. What's it say? Verse 24. It's impossible to serve both God and money. And that's the really hard thing for us to grasp. It's impossible. Um, You're either all in with one, or you're all in with the other. And um, Jose, I'd like to use you Can I use you? Okay. You up to it? Okay. I'd like you to stand up, please. Okay. This is Jose. He happens to have a restaurant named after him, by the way. So, Jose's. I like it. So, here's what I'd like you to do, Jose. Would you, uh, you, you've got to your right, and you've got to your left, right? Okay. 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 So, I'd like you to go to your right... And go to your left at the same time. Go. 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 You can't do it. You got to pick, right? You either got to go left or you got to go right. Yeah. And uh, you can't do both at the same time. Impossible. Thank you for playing along. Nice. Nice job. Nice job, Jose. Here's the point. You got to (laughs) pick. Am I going to serve the Lord? Am I going to serve Jesus and his kingdom and his church? Or am I going to serve my stuff? And it's strong. (laughs) You can't do both. You got to go one way. You got to go the other way. You can't go both. And I'm just telling you, There's something inside. Well, I think I can be the exception to this. No, no, you can't. You got to go one way or the other, okay? Why? Go back to verse 24. He explains some more. For either you will hate the one and love the other, you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Um, The language of hate and love was popular in Jesus' day, okay? Let's say you have two options. Uh, To hate one option and love the other option was a way of saying, I strongly prefer with my life this option, and I dislike this other option, okay? Now, let me give you a silly little shallow example, okay? Um, I hate the New York Yankees. Can I get an amen, okay? (laughs) But I love the Detroit Tigers, Okay. Loved your hat, Barry. Uh, so what I'm really saying is I strongly prefer the Tigers, small market team, better uniforms, great new stadium. Uh, they don't try to buy a team and buy a World Series. okay, so I have some reasons, okay? Do I really hate the Yankees? Kinda. Uh, but it's more, I really strongly prefer. And I'm a fan of the tigers. I'm choosing the tigers. Okay? It's the language of hate and love. Jesus tells us we show by our words, our thoughts, our actions, which master is winning. Do you understand? I show uh, who's coming out on top, which master I really love, and you're going to show it with your everyday life. We can see with our everyday choices, am I serving the Lord or am I really serving my money? It's going to show with your everyday life. Say it again. You cannot serve both God and money. It's impossible. None of us can. Jose couldn't go left and right at the same time. Neither can you. Okay? Now this is where the blindness of our eyes, verses 22 and 23, And slavery to our earthly treasure is found. Okay? It goes like this. Look at me. We serve. I'm all in on Sundays. It's you and me, Jesus. We're good, okay? But then Monday through Saturday, I'm going to serve my stuff. I'm going to serve chasing after and working hard and earning and accumulating. And I'm going to get more stuff. But then now it's Sunday again, you and me, Jesus, we're, we're good. Okay? We would be very quick to notice atheistic materialism. When you see somebody, they could give a rip about God or Jesus or church or God's Word, and they're all about chasing stuff. That's very quick and easy to notice. But we're often blind To materialism that thinks it's godly. Think that with me. We're blind to materialism that thinks it's pretty spiritual. I'm pretty good. I'm I'm, I'm pretty godly. In the letter to the church at Laodicea, Jesus said this: Revelation 3:17. You say, I'm rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you're actually wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Let me just say something. That's materialism that thinks it's godly. That's chasing after stuff, but you got a veneer of Jesus on it, okay? Jesus is no. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're lukewarm. And yet you think you're godly. You think you're good. The greatest danger for Christians 2022, I promise you, it's abundance. Our greatest challenge is materialism, and it pulls at us because we have so many options because we're living in the richest country at the richest time in all of our history. Let me ask you three questions. What are your feelings toward your things, your stuff? Do you see yourself as the owner? I worked hard for this. It's mine. I earned this. Or do you see your stuff on loan? I'm a steward. How do you view your stuff? Second question. Do you buy stuff on impulse and then seek to justify it later? Do, do, you, do you just buy it and go, I just got to have the newest shiny thing, and then I'll figure out a way to explain it to my wife later or my husband? Would you honestly exert the same effort to snatch up a spiritual opportunity as you do to snatch up a materialistic opportunity? Would you marshal the same resources in order to grasp a great opportunity to invest in heavenly treasure as you would to buy a golden opportunity involving earthly treasure? Would you go to the same lengths to help a young couple Heading toward the mission field, would you do as much to help them out as you would to get a stock that you got a good tip on and you just feel it's going up? Again, let me say Jesus doesn't want or need your money or your stuff, He wants our hearts. He wants our hearts, because where our treasure is fixed, our hearts will be focused. Where our treasure is fixed, our hearts will follow. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes, and I just want to pause for a moment now. Lord, uh, would you take your inspired words and apply them clearly right now to our hearts? Speak, Lord. We're listening. We want to hear from you. Lord, we confess this, this This has been a hard one, because <laughs> we're all in process, and the truth is we've all at times indulged in earthly treasure. We've all honestly have had times where our stuff was our master at the expense of the treasures in heaven. Lord, uh, your book says money and stuff are neutral, but the love of money, chasing after stuff, that's where danger begins. We get our hearts captured by chasing after stuff instead of your son Jesus. I wonder if. This morning you might say, Jesus, as you're nudging at me today, there's some pockets of materialism that's been thinking it's godly, but it's not. Lord, would you free me today? Free my heart. It's been captured by abundance. Would you say, Lord, help me, give me power, give me the desire from you to make treasures in heaven my priority and my passion? Enough of lukewarm or cold, Lord, I want to be hot and on fire for you, Jesus. And I know I'm going to show that practically with my priorities how I use my time, my talent, my treasure. And that's going to be very clear, Lord. You've given to us as your kids. Show me. Make it obvious. And if you're here in person watching online, you need to know this. New life, new priorities, new passion, it all begins with a person, Jesus Christ. Have you said yes to Jesus by faith? Have you confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord and has been risen from the dead for you? That's where the right perspective on money begins. It begins and it ends with Jesus. Jesus, I believe you left the glory and the splendor of heaven for me. Jesus, I believe you took on a human body and lived a sinless life for me. Jesus, I believe you took my place on the cross. The sinless lamb of God. You did that for me. Jesus, I believe you shed your blood for my greatest problem. I'm a sinner. Jesus, I believe you took my place in the grave. And Jesus, I believe early Sunday morning, you literally, bodily, physically arose from the dead. You did that for me. Those are the facts. And by faith, right now, Jesus, I open the door of my life and I invite you in. You've been knocking for a while. Come on into my life, Jesus. Take charge. Be my king, my savior, my lord, my master. Give me a new heart. Give me new priorities. I choose to follow you. If you made that choice today, would you hit the prayer button? We've got a whole team online. They'll, they'll personally talk to you with a direct message. If you're here today and you need to get going in your life with Christ, make your way to the prayer corner. We'll rejoice with you. We'll get you some resources to get you started. Thank you, Lord, for a brand new way of thinking about money you flipped completely the way we normally think about stuff. So thank you for that. Help us now just, not just to be hearers of your word, help us to be doers. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' awesome name. Amen.